1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Finally the Brooklyn Nets, that great experiment. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. It is finally over. And this is a organization that is ready to hit the reset button. You know they get back the multiple picks here, but Matt Ishbia, that new the new owner in Phoenix, he wanted to come in and make a splash, and he's done it. <laughs> Kevin Durant is a Phoenix son. All right, I found it. I found it, Joe. You found the tweet that you were searching yes, for. Yes, I found about it. who the Boise Ice. Ice dogs? This tweet was, Ice pigs? This tweet was from 2019. I woke up this morning, saw the Durant news, and I was I looked for this tweet. It is very similar to the Mike Trout Angels tweet, where somebody wrote something perfect and it just gets yeah. retweeted. The Mike Trout one is every time I see an Angels highlight, it's like Mike Trout hit three home runs, raised his average to 528. <laughs> While Shohei Ohtani did something that hasn't been done since tungsten arm O'Doyle of the 21 Akron Groomsmen, as the Tigers defeated the Angels eight to three. That's a perfect tweet. So good, and it's so right about like, hey, Ohtani and Trout did something amazing, and the an Angels lost. Yeah, this is another one, perfect tweet, and this is about Durant and the NHL. So I found it. It reads. It's cool how every year in the NBA the biggest news is like the literal best player in the league has been traded. And the biggest news in the NHL is usually like Latvian superstar Yuri Skrastins has signed a one-year $800,000 contract with the Boise Ice Pigs. It's a perfect tweet. That is perfect. Yeah. So I woke up and I I was searching everywhere. I'm like, I know it's got Ice Pigs or Boise. I know some And how some, many tweets can there be with Boise Ice yeah. Pigs as a yeah, in there? I started searching Boise, I started searching Ice Pigs, and ultimately I did find it. I I my, the tweet that got me or the search that got me to finding it was Latvian. I remembered it being uh, okay. Latvian and Scrastin's. So I absolutely love that tweet. It's perfect. You know, we're coming up on the NHL trade deadline at the end of this month. Kevin I woke up this morning and Kevin Durant was traded. Right. To the Suns. Like one of the best players of all time who is still incredible. Just on the move to one of the best teams, right? right. Like For the NHL comparison, what would that be? Would that be Crosby. Crosby, right. And Crosby's probably too old for this, but it's Crosby got traded again. After signing yeah. somewhere else again. And, you know, the NBA has this landscape where massive trades, Russell Westbrook would be like, who getting traded would be like, um, I, I mean, it's tough. Like, I don't know if he, I was going to say like Malkin, but Malkin's been a part of a winner. And some, you know, Russ hasn't done that. Just, but like superstar, former superstar player. That's still a huge name in the league. And he's like, he's like an afterthought to a trade. almost right, Like right. he's just a piece of it. Just thrown in to get bought out. Yeah. It's wild. NBA's amazing. So Kevin Durant gets traded. Here's, Fine, here's a question for you on this. These were separate trades, by the way. Yes, Westbrook they, did not get traded for Durant. They might get traded for each other tomorrow. Who knows? Right. You know, in the N- right, NBA, sure. you, you never know. Ms. LeBron getting traded this afternoon? You can't rule it out. Meanwhile, in the NHL, and whatever. I think <laughs> uh, Gavrikov from the Blue Jackets <laughs> is on the market. Should right. they do it? Meanwhile, when Sabres fans were trying to find a place to trade Jack Eichel, the Rangers fans suggested they had 10 untouchable players. You know, yep. We we, we did that. We've gone through that where it's just like, holy cow, the NHL. You and can't it's, trade for Philip Cheadle because he's, he's too important. We've had these conversations around the Sabres, too. Hey, should the Sabres make a trade at the deadline or make a trade to improve? And you get an awful lot of, well, I mean, what, what if instead of that you just told the guys in the room you believed in them? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you could do that. Right. You could also do that by acquiring someone that's talented. You identify who's going to play who's not going to play who's good who's not good which league has the best infrastructure for this for trades for player movement for all of it Mm -hmm. salary cap because i would say someone listening and thinking about this might say the nba actually has too much of it and i do think that's a fair point if you are looking at a league and think player movement is good, too much player movement is bad. This kind of gets to the college basketball transfer portal stuff, right? Uh-huh. Like, there are plenty that think that that ruined the landscape of the the college sports because now a guy's on the team for a year and then he can just go wherever he wants. Yeah, I don't think I have a limit. Can that be an answer? I don't have a limit. I think I, the NBA's my preference because I okay. love the player movement. It's not like the same guys are getting traded. Like, Durant's not going to get traded this year again or next year again. Like, we can, we can sit with this. He's a son. You're positive he's not going to get traded next year? They could get traded <laughs> next year, but, you know, i got 12 months to, to right. worry about that. For the next however long, the rest of this season, I can just sit with, all right, Durant, the Suns, what does that mean? How good are they? And if next year he gets traded to the Timberwolves, I can fire that back up again. How good are the, are the are is Minnesota now? So I don't really think I have a limit. I think the NBA is fine. The NBA, by the way, does have a format or a structure in place to make trades harder. Like, they have a system where you can't trade consecutive first-round picks. Like, you have to spread them out. If you trade four first-round picks, which I don't know if these are the years that Phoenix gave up, it would have to be you're trading 2023 and then 2025 and then 2027 and 2029. You're not allowed to trade back-to-back picks. Which is an odd thing to have. I think it's maybe the NBA trying to make it harder for these trades to actually happen. Um there are, like, you have to match salaries is another thing that mm-hmm. makes it harder in the NBA. Like, imagine in the NHL if the Sabres wanted to trade, or I think this sometimes will happen naturally anyway, but when they traded Eichel, you have to take $10 million back in salary. You're not allowed to take just $4 million back from Alex Tuck. You have to find another guy that will even it out. So they do some things. But I don't I don't have a limit. I want all the trades and all the player movement I could could can get my hands on. If you do want it to be a little less, I think the NFL's becoming better for that, isn't it? That was my answer. The NFL has taken big steps in player movement, trade deadline stuff. We get more trades. Yeah. The, the draft, every offseason. Yeah. The draft what the draft represents is a lot of it because with so many rounds and so many players and so many spots to fill, you trade future draft picks that ain't that that adds a lot to it like look at the NFL draft and how many teams own another team's first round pick in a given year it's not unusual for first round picks to be owned by like five different teams yeah the NHL that number is generally one or two and they're always lottery protected you know it's it's wild like the differences between these sports I, I think that yeah the, the NFL sorry the NFL has five First-round picks that have changed hands. The NBA has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. And how many does the NHL have? Two? Uh, it might be two. The NHL has three. Three. Four. Okay. So the, you say NBA was how many? NBA Th- was 13. NFL is five? It's five. N- NHL is four? Yes. Yeah, it's... it's. I saw a tweet also, a comment on this from Jeff Vallette, who covers the NHL for... um. Well, a number of different things. He writes for... I don't even know who he's with these days. Face-off circle. Anyway, okay. he wrote, If you're an NHL fan hoping for a deadline similar to the NBA madness, I've got good news for you. The entire league has no cap space or is tanking. The biggest names are mostly depth guys, and every GM is petrified of trading futures. Right. Wait, and then they wrote, Wait, that's not good news. Yeah, the petrified of trading futures is a big part of it. And that might speak to... and You know, NHL rosters are bigger... And first round picks are valuable because after a first round pick it really becomes less and less likely a guy's gonna pan out. You know, you have a fourth round pick in the NHL draft, it's almost worthless. You don't even have to assign a value to right. it. It is going into a store and buying a scratch off ticket and, you know, it's probably not gonna pan out for you. So can I call NHL GMs just straight cowards? I do they just th- don't they just don't want to look bad, right? Like that's why this oh what was this uh, um this is when the Rangers and Kings went back to back first and second overall and I who was it Jeff uh, Friedman maybe somebody was making a point about how the Rangers it would make all the sense in the world to trade down to number two overall because they had all the winger prospects in the world but they needed defenseman prospects and Lafreniere at the time was a clear cut number one overall pick the Kings were at two and the Kings maybe it was a center. Byfield was the guy, right? They needed a winger. They had all of these center prospects, but they had no winger prospects. And the case was: there's no reason why these two teams shouldn't swap. There's no reason why the Kings shouldn't trade up. And then it really came down to: well, a first round pick, a first overall pick hasn't been traded since Eric Lindros. <laughs> like no one's going to do it because they don't want to look bad. They don't want to be the. They don't want to be the guy that traded away the first overall pick. NBA, they're like, sure, I'll be the guy that trades that away because they're just swinging big. Here's four of them. Right, I'll trade you one in 2029. We'll be playing games in right what, what? Guam. He's like, what are the odds? I'm still <laughs> employed here. We'll be playing games in London. We'll be playing games in the North Pole by then. Yeah, you go ahead and take this first round pick. It's I think it's the NBA format is fun. It's wild. I mean, the NBA has a reputation for you know just kind of you wake up and oh, okay, I guess Kevin Durant got traded and what is his to the landscape. It comes right after Kyrie Irving gets traded, who of course is a Great player, yep. a lot of baggage there. But still, in the in the NHL, you know, I I do think we are seeing, and this gets to the point about Dylan Cousins' contract extension. I kind of brought this up a little bit with Paul yesterday. I think the NHL GMs as a whole are getting smarter, not more aggressive yet, not bolder yet, yep. but smarter. I have been on the station a long time ranting and raving about not signing restricted free agents to offer sheets. Yeah. I mean, you see a guy come up and his team signs him to three years, five million a year, and I think, why wouldn't the Sabres offer that guy seven million in seven years? He's that good. Everybody knows he's that good. And the NHL teams were able to keep their, you know, their player salaries down. People would talk about collusion. But now in the guy, in the case of guys like Dylan Cousins, Matthew Boldy, uh, Josh Norris, I think is another one of these. Yes. Guys Stutzla. Yeah. Yeah, guys that are twenty one they get a seven-year deal right away. Nobody messes around. And that kind of changes free agency. That changes a lot of different things. This was a point going way back to why tanking was a good idea is because, I don't know if you've noticed, but free agency gets worse every year. These teams lock up their great players Mm -hmm. for seven and eight years at a time. And if you want a great player... Good luck finding one on the open market. You have to draft them and develop them. And the best chance to do that is near the top of the draft, which, you know, the Sabres have done twice with Owen Power and Rasmus Dalin. You're a team that wants Rasmus Dalin, Tough. You can never have him. Pretty much, you can never have him. And these GMs are, have gotten better. They've gotten smarter. But I do tend to agree with you that the NFL looks like it's trending toward a nice, safe middle ground. And this year's trade deadline and last year's trade deadline, I think, spoke a lot to that. Von Miller to the Rams, McCaffrey, right? The Panthers Mm -hmm. fired their coach, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, let's just trade some pieces. They got a bunch for McCaffrey. It worked really well for the Niners. Yeah, I think you do see NFL teams, rather, starting to realize, yeah, trades are fine. Why wouldn't we be trading on a more consistent basis? And the last offseason was crazy for that, right? Like, two quarterbacks got traded for three first-round picks. Right was Wilson, was Russell Wilson three or two? Yeah. Either way, it, Watson was three from the Browns. There were other things there, but there was two quarterbacks got dealt for massive prices. Hill got traded. AJ Brown got traded. Uh, Marquise Brown. Like there were so many receiver trades in the offseason, too. That like the whole landscape of the league kind of shifted, and it affected. It did affect the results of this season, right? Like, would the Eagles be here today? Have they not swung huge on AJ Brown? I don't think so. The other side of that coin, though, is you need the team to get to a place where they're willing to trade that player away in the first place. Or you need an environment where the player is willing to fight a little bit on the contract and cause a situation where the trade can happen in the first place. That might be where the NHL falls flat the most, is that how often do you see players really push for those giant, A.J. Brown pushes for, I, w- I want to be a $25 million wide receiver. The Titans say, no, nah, we think you're $18 million. And he he fights, and he goes at it with them, and he doesn't sign. And he probably makes it clear that I'm not settling on this. So they trade him. Is the closest to that like a Reinhardt scenario? Yeah, I'm, maybe. I'm, I'm not coming back. Right. You have my rights, but I'm not going to resign. Matthew there. Kachuk, that mm-hmm. happened with this offseason, too. Yeah. They, that might be the closest that you get because I feel like for the most part, NHL players just say, "Yeah, it's not worth the fight." Yeah, I'll just t- you know what? Dylan Cousins too. Right. Like Cousins I know is a, is twenty one and a part of a, a team that's up and coming like this, but in a different sport, a Dylan Cousins might go, "I'm worth eight and a half million. I'm not settling for seven. I'll wait a year. I'll wait two years." I'll wait till I'm a restricted free agent. Let me see if I can build myself up to being a ten million dollar player. In another sport, I'm not sure Dylan Cousins settles for seven million dollars a year. Well, the NHL versus the NFL in this conversation, the NFL doesn't have guaranteed contracts, so all you do is fight for guaranteed money, and also right. those contracts can be restructured. So that that would add to a scenario where you know if you are Tyree Killer, if you're AJ Brown, you look at your contract, you realize you can rip this up at any time. So instead of letting you do that. I'm gonna I need a new deal, twenty five million dollars a year, X amount of dollars guaranteed. And if you won't give it to me, send me somewhere that they will. And the NHL, you don't have any power to do that at all. Because your contract is guaranteed. You might think you're a ten million dollar player, but if you've already signed for six, like I think about Nathan McKinnon for this, he was on a six million dollar contract. Yeah. Tough buddy. You just have to wait. Right. There's nothing you can do. You can't hold out. You can't send an extension until the final year of your deal. So that's a little bit different where the NFL gets that movement because of the infrastructure of the way their contracts work. Right. A guy can sit out and say, I'm not playing until you give me $30 million. Mm-hmm. And he can do that. Because they can just rip up his contract and do it. Taige Thompson can't go into next training camp saying, yeah, I'm an $11 million hockey player. Sabres (laughs) say, we agree, but there's nothing we can do about it. Right. We all agreed on your number, and you are stuck there no matter what. And can't even trade you somewhere else where they rip up your contract. Your contract is... It is it. That That sometimes happens the other way, too. Roberto Luongo in Vancouver once upon a time. Do you remember this comment? Yeah. He was... What he was horrible at that point in his career. Really, and he had struggling. like six years left on his contract, and he wanted it, like everyone wanted a fresh start, and nobody could trade for him because the contract was so large. And Luongo essentially said, "Yeah, I hate my contract. Yeah, my contract stinks. It, I'm yeah. stuck because I signed this contract." And yet, they did trade it. They right the, the Panthers did take it. They sent him back to point. Florida. Yeah, eight hundred three hundred five fifty. If you have a thought on this, just kind of you know, little landscape of sports stuff after that Durant trade and durant to the suns phoenix has been close and this is yep they are in what place are they in they're in they're in fifth place so fifth. they're right there in the west but last year they're in the final right Yep. so they've been close mm-hmm. and was it last year yeah, yeah last they, year they lost to the bucks right i think it was two years ago two years ago okay last year was bucks and or bucks two years ago bucks is two years ago who's last year last year's warrior warriors, warriors. Right, sorry yeah, warriors, warriors. Um, sorry. The panda since the pandemic, I don't know everything's what e- messed up, right? Who knows what year it is? Yeah. Well, because that previous year was like two months after when it. Sh- what either way, is Durant likable again? I never didn't like him. Okay, so for you, then that that answer remains the same. Yeah. I can't decide what I want to do with him because I did, you- I did not like that he went to the Warriors. Okay, I did not mind that at all. The Nets, I mean, the Nets were so hateable. But I just didn't care about it. I just kind of avoided it. So I don't really know where I'm at with him the Net- as, as whether he's rootable or not. The Nets were supposed to be the next team of the Super Friends get together and win. Yeah, and they've played 74 games together in four years. Yeah. And when Harden joined, they played. I think they played eight games together as a as a big three, like their giant big three that was going to be the next super team. Played eight games together, mm. and then they won one playoff series in four years. It also kind of is a testament in the NBA to. Like the player empowerment era, that's like the first time it really has just not worked at all, because like the Heat, it worked. LeBron decided where he wanted to go, and then LeBron went to back to Cleveland and they gave him all the power, like player personnel stuff, and it worked. They won a title. Then he went to LA and they gave and him they won the title <laughs> yeah. again. Uh, Brooklyn did it, and just I mean, a lot of it I guess is just Kyrie being Kyrie Irving being, you know, flammable. Yeah, but. Durant and Irving just did it just did not work at all so now he's off to Phoenix I wonder if he'll get into town and ask for tickets to the waste management open like let's let's go (laughs) I'm gonna sit on that 16th hole this week Uh uh-huh I could that best hole in golf right best hole in golf to attend probably that's probably right I'd want that atmosphere I saw I saw a quick tour of the grandstand there so the waste management open is in Phoenix this week There was a point where you were talking about going to that and going to the Super Bowl in the same week because, you know, the Bills would be there. Of course, the Bills are not, and neither are you. Right. Which, I guess, makes sense. Um, I saw a tour of, like, the grandstand around that 16th hole, which is basically a sports stadium built around a golf hole. And there are lounges and couches and fireplaces and everything you could possibly want. Seems like a fun place to go. And they allow... Th- there were like beer cans and stuff thrown on the course last year after a hole-in-one. Yeah, it gets rowdy. They allow that? Gets, I mean, I, Again, not, I don't know if they allow beer cans to they be just, thrown. They, they kind of tolerate it a little bit? Perhaps. Yeah. It's that, frowned upon but not prohibited? Yep. Uh, that is on That is on my bucket list yeah. for a golf tournament to get to. That's, sta- that's stadium course. You. When I, look, when I was thinking about going to Phoenix, though, for this weekend... Th- the tickets for that, as you could probably imagine, are just... Out of control. Out of control. Like, big setback. You're, you're not... You gotta have a... <laughs> you have a pretty good gig to drop whatever it would cost to go to both the Waste Management Open at the Stadium Hole and the Super Bowl in the same weekend. Yeah, you'd imagine that Super Bowl attendees drive up the price to that tournament by multiple, multiple hundreds or thousands, whatever. Oh, sure. Because if you go in time for the Super Bowl, what are you doing on the weekend? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or, you know, maybe not Sunday morning. Go to but, the Waste Management Yeah, Friday, you. Saturday, I, I guess you would do that. It'd be a nice little trip if you're a Chiefs fan or an Eagles fan. 803-0550. Okay, on the show today, we've got a couple things coming up. We've got Richard Deitch, who does the Sports Media Podcast. We'll talk to him at 8 o'clock about, um, you know, Brady in, in the broadcast booth. Brady's taking a year off, and he's going to be the number one Fox broadcaster. And Richard does a, a bunch of coverage on all the different um, workings, of NFL play-by-play teams and color analyst teams, whether it's Tony Romo, Greg Olson. He writes about it a lot, so it'd be interesting to get his perspective on that, because I'd like to kind of get into what that role is really supposed to be now in a changing kind of television landscape. So he's coming up at 8, uh, 9 o'clock, Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus, and at 9.30, John Mattis of The Score for a little NHL chatter. So that's what's on the schedule for a guest standpoint. We have to get to a couple other things. We have to get to... Your question, Sal's question to you on the extra point show. He Mm. teased at the end of the show. That was a Sabers conversation that I'd love to have. Kevin Adams speaks today to talk about Dylan Cousins and that contract extension. I'm sure he'll be asked about you know the deadline and whether or not this team uh, feels like they should add anything. So that's good. Yep. I did hear. I heard of Joe. I heard a voice I have not heard in quite some time. Who's that? The super secret saber source. Ooh, okay. The super secret wow. saber source reached out, three four days ago. The return. Okay, mm-hmm. first time in maybe two years. Uh-huh. It's been it's been a while. It's been it's been quiet. Uh huh. It's like if you ever watch the old show The X Files, he put used to put an X on the mailbox outside <laughs> his uh, or on his window to get the the secret guy to visit. Super secret saber source reached out and you know had a little bit of information on. Trade targets like the Timo Meyer trade and the Jacob Chikrin trade ideas, how likely that might be. So I might give you an update on that. I'm like, all right, just wait. That could be fun. It's good, good to find out that the sources is is okay. I would, I could go for a big trade today, or any day. There's no Kevin Durant size trade out there for them, but it would feel like a Kevin Durant trade if they did any of those things. It's too bad there's not a really juicy goalie available, like a. Ryan Miller. You're talking like a top 10 goaltender? I'm talking when the Sabres traded Ryan Miller, it was whichever team gets this guy going into the playoffs is going to get a really good goalie. And granted, he went out in the first round, but mm-hmm. if you could trade for Ryan Miller the year he got traded, wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't I do that? It, all the same circumstances. He's a UFA. He's... Yeah. You'd rent Ryan Miller for the year. Um, I might not be all the way in on that. I think I would lean yes. Do I do I have to be in on that though? I feel like their goaltending has been fine this year. It could be better, of course. But expected uh saves above expected. They're like middle of the pack, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Or just a little bit below? They're about Yeah, they're about mid mid range. I'll get you the latest on that. Yeah, we talked about Demko a little bit. Like he's he's I think below where Miller was when he got traded. If you're giving me the Ryan Miller for two three years, I might be a much stronger yes. Goals saved above expected per sixty minutes. Craig Anderson is twenty fourth. Lukin is thirty sixth. Okay, so that is not really middle of the pack. No, no. Okay, could be convinced. Go- they go find me a Ryan Miller. Okay, I could I could be into that. They outscore their mistakes. Like it- yeah, no right. That that is this hockey team. If they could trade for. Trying to find here like a name. I don't know. Jeremy Swayman. <laughs> That's probably not the right name. He's right around Craig Anderson. Not that far off. Yeah. If there Connor were a, Hellebuck. If there, sure, <laughs> yes. If Winnipeg decided, let's yes. do that. Although that might be contract in term. Yeah, the UFA goalie who's really good uh, and available. That doesn't happen a ton. It always is a juicy trade deadline conversation. Yep. But I I do think it's the position they. Do they need that the most, or do they need, like, the Chikrin guy? Uh, the, I might want to go the Chikrin that's, guy. That's probably right. That's probably right. Their depth on defense is a little weaker. And with goalie, you can you can get by a lot. The top, uh, the top goaltenders in the league that are upcoming UFAs, uh, they include Tristan Jari. I don't think Pittsburgh's doing that. How about Martin Jones? No, James no. Reimer, Freddie Anderson, but I don't think Carolina's doing that. Semyon Varlamov, his name I have seen on the on the trade market. Uh, he's uh, he's right around Craig Anderson and above Lukinen on. Okay, how he's played this year, Jonathan Quick. No, <laughs> I'm a no on that one as well. Yeah, it's a no. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty. Kevin Durant traded, and uh, the Bills making some coaching staff moves, by the way. A lot, of, yes. a lot of speculation about what it could mean, and could the Bills be replacing Leslie Frazier? We'll give you the uh, the resume of their newest senior defensive assistant and whether or not a change could be coming. 803-0550 to join us. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here on WGR.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?